Stonegate Church, great to have you join us for another episode of Life Around Stonegate. And there is a lot of life around Stonegate right now. We are right in the middle of our Follow Me sermon series as we're launching what is one of the most significant things we're going to do uh, over the next couple of years in the life of our church. So Yeah, just a few things happening. Yeah, you just know? a few just things a going on. So, And I've got uh, with us today two of uh, just... The, the most generous people I know, because that's really what we want to talk about today, is just generosity. So Rodney's with us and preached uh, this Sunday mm-hmm. on The Rich Young Ruler. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And then Dave Hansen, who if you don't know Dave, you should know Dave. Uh, <laughs> he really is uh, one of a kind. Uh, but he's also uh, not only a dear friend, but one of the most generous, kind-hearted, wise men that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So yeah. love having you today. And I, there's just no way you can have a conversation about uh, the generous life without bringing in Dave Hansen. Yeah. So definitely want So true. Yeah. It's, it's so fun true. to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good conversation. For yeah, for and sure. just to affirm that, Dave, we've known each other now for a long time. Long time. <laughs> and um, everything Ryan said is true. Yeah. You're, you're one of those guys who uh, has that combination of the gift of faith and generosity. And I've just been able to witness that now, walking beside you for um, many years. Uh, being able to just watch the consistent sort of fruit of that gift playing out in your life, which has been a really an amazing, an amazing thing for me to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was a young guy when we started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you younger, were a really young guy. Younger. Than, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ages you quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, one of the things that comes to mind, Dave, is I I do think there is something about generosity being contagious. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and and your generosity. And the, your attitude and your heart posture has been contagious. Yeah. And I think it's flowed throughout a lot of Stonegate, who we are as a church and what yeah. our church looks like. I was even thinking uh, this last Sunday, our kids, our kids' ministry was doing mm-hmm. their big give. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah, that over you know, there. It, it's amazing to watch. This is one of the things I do love about a generosity mm-hmm. initiative. It's not just helping uh, disciple me in giving and our adults mm-hmm. in giving, but it's also discipling our young kids mm-hmm. to learn Uh, to look beyond themselves in their lives. And I just, I love that they're getting as five, six, seven, eight-year-old little boys and girls, they're getting to learn uh, what it looks like to open up their hand and to see, is Jesus really right when he says, it really is more blessed to give than receive, you know? So I love those lessons being learned. Those are great lessons. Mm -hmm. And you're right. If you get to begin to flex that spiritual muscle now, that is so significant for... uh, for their their lives and even just the life of the church yeah. that people are being discipled in that that way already i just find so like much. that is yeah. so significant yeah. so, so much. yeah so uh what i'd love to do today is just kind of platform uh that very topic rodney you preached on the rich young ruler uh mm-hmm. this sunday and what a convicting story that is yeah you know and, and a sobering one too yeah. that does cause us to self-assess hopefully before the lord to sit before the lord and go is there anything that would cause me to walk away sad yeah. Uh, it's a haunting question. Yes, it is. Uh, and I, I love if we just tease that out a little bit more of like that question of idolatry. So we introduced that. Yeah. And maybe there's some folks that that's new to them when they're uh, thinking of idolatry in that way. Yeah. Uh, how would you have us think about that? Yeah. Uh, well, let me back up and just set the the context again for the rich young ruler. If you know the story, it's in Matthew chapter 19. He comes up to Jesus with a great question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Like that's one of the questions we definitely want to get right in life. We want to know the answer to. And Jesus points him to the law, gives him some commandments and says, you've got to be perfect, essentially. And it's really a comical moment because the rich young ruler essentially says, well, it's a good thing. That's the requirement because I am. And uh, and Jesus is like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) So that's when Jesus says, "Okay, let's test how perfect you are. uh, And let me show you how much you really are going to need a savior. 
And Jesus uh, says, go and sell all that you have, and you're going to have treasures in heaven, and then come and follow me. And the rich young ruler just can't do it. He can't walk away from the things that he has in his life, the money and possessions. And that text is showing us one of the multiple things that can really keep us from following Jesus in this area of generosity. And for him, it's that money and possessions had become an idol for him. And uh, we defined an idol as anything or any one of God's gifts that's inflated to function like God in our life. So uh, you just fill in the blank of all the many gifts that God has given us. But it's anytime those things we're looking at them and our heart is looking at that thing and saying, I need you to produce the security and the sense of significance, me being a somebody, happiness, joy in my life. I need you to produce these things, not God. And anytime we're doing that, the Bible calls it idolatry. Now, the good thing is anytime we're looking at God with those things, the Bible calls that worship. That's kind of what we want to be about. Our heart leaping toward the Lord for that sense of security and satisfaction and hope and happiness. Uh, but anytime it's not God, anytime it's one of God's gifts, it's inflated to function like a, a God in our life. That's what the Bible calls idolatry. Yeah. And for him, the rich young ruler, money and possessions is the thing that had his heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, so it really is leaning into that very thing, the command mm -hmm. toward generosity, that he would be free yeah. from being yeah. enslaved to money and possessions. Yeah. And Dave, I'd be curious from your vantage point, like what makes this kind of a particularly really difficult thing for us as followers of Jesus? Uh, I do think it's hard. I, I love mm -hmm. your sermon this uh, Sunday, right? Because it spoke to all those things that you just referenced. Uh, earlier this week, I was reading about the man that walked through a field and found the treasure yeah. and uh, opened the box and it was full of gems and mm -hmm. jewels and all these valuable things. And what did he do? He went back. He sold every single thing he had mm -hmm. to be able to buy this field with that in yeah. there. And then the Lord says, in, in para, paraphrasing, if you knew who I was, that is what heaven is. You would sell everything you had to walk with me in heaven. Mm -hmm. and, and I think this is what I love about the initiative we're doing right now, trying to turn hearts from I want to own these things to I know the Lord enough, I love the Lord enough, I know what I've been forgiven of. Yeah. And I think you can't get away from the gospel uh, if you're going to be mm -hmm. generous. Yeah. And, and the recognition is I have been forgiven of so much and it is his things. And to begin to flex that muscle, Lord, I want to give these things back to you, all those wrapped in the idols that we have, the possessions that we have. But more than anything, I know for me it's been, gosh, I know what I've been forgiven of. It's, mm -hmm. it's astonishing. And uh, that leads me to want to be a man that really invests in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then I think uh, as we've been reading Alcorn, uh, even as we talked about on Sunday, uh, we're at one point in history right now. Our life's 100 mm -hmm. years. It's literally a dot yep. on this chronological mm -hmm. uh, so true. life that we're living. And we have millions of years in front of us. Mm -hmm. And when God says the most valuable thing you could possess is me, that's something I think we really need to hear. And the only way we hear that is when we actually get in front of him and deepen our relationship with him. Yeah. So I, mm. I don't know, I'm just reminded as we go through mm -hmm. this, I love the initiative that we're doing because it's not about the money at all. It's about helping people find the Lord, opening their hands and walking out a really generous life that they're then able to put things forward into heaven. So this mm -hmm. this whole thing, I, I yeah. love what we're doing. It's, mm -hmm. it's amazing and not for the money. Uh, the Lord will take care of all those things. Yeah. Uh, but it is for all of us to get a deeper relationship yeah. with the Lord and grow in that's that right. and, yeah. and be people that are yeah. open-handed. It's really so we can be free from the love of money. Yeah, that, that's really what yeah. we're going for. Yeah. 
uh, to be the anti-rich young ruler, yeah. to be people who it's just, God, whenever you want it, whatever you yeah. want, God, we are a yes to that. And that's so hard really... to develop and keep and cultivate that type yeah. of a heart posture, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I love yeah. that we're, we're kind of deconstructing uh, that for a second of even deconstructing like the, how confined we often feel to our particular moment yeah. mm-hmm. in light of eternity. Yeah. Like if I can deconstruct that and go like, this moment really is short. Yep. We're it's finite human yeah. beings, so we have a hard mm-hmm. time thinking beyond 100 years. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. every reference we've had all of our life. Yeah. And yet it's inaccurate. We yeah. have so much time out in front of us and the opportunity to invest in his things yeah. and put them where they can't be corrupted, yeah. where they yeah. can't be destroyed. Yeah. It's a great thing. So maybe I was there on Sunday or I'm listening now and I feel like, okay, I'd love to take that leap. I would love to step into generosity. Uh, what's on the other side of that leap for someone? Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? Like, man, we really are wanting this for you like yeah. what is on the other side of uh, a love of money what's what's the lord offering us yeah oh i think it's like many things i, I do think it starts with an intentionality mm-hmm. i i'm hearing this it's being taught to me i'm recognizing there's truth in those things now i want to be that intentional person and it's going to be difficult if you mm-hmm. haven't done it before i think it is hard to begin to open your hands up and take your hands off your possessions we're all covered up with possessions that's what we are as americans mm-hmm. But I think there's something great in beginning to recognize there's a better way, there's a better future in front of me and being intentional and putting yourself amongst other people that are generous, people that can lead in those things for you yeah. and share stories and, and help you walk out that that uh, approach mm-hmm. where you begin to say, I do want to have part of it. And I do think generosity, uh, Randy Elkhorn spoke about it, just the joy that comes from once you have given. And that's mm-hmm. kind of cliche. Yeah. It's so much better to give. Well. I think there's great truth to it. Mm-hmm. There is so much joy in giving mm-hmm. things. And when you begin to practice that, I think it leads you to doing that more and more and more. It's like any other muscle you flex. You have to open that. You have to flex it. You yeah. have to let go of it. And then what happens in that moment, and I think this is the great thing, you actually see that the Lord is faithful. and mm-hmm. The Lord does take care of you. You don't need to worry about what tomorrow is going to bring. You yeah. actually are operating in a way that is trusting the Lord. But that doesn't happen until you walk off that cliff a little bit, until mm-hmm. you say, well, here we go. Uh, yeah. You know, it's the it's the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark moment yeah. when you step out there. The and faith the, bridge, yeah. The faith bridge. Yeah. I think there's so much to that. Yeah. But the Lord is incredibly faithful and incredibly uh, true to his promises. Mm-hmm. And I think once we can begin to trust that, it's so much easier to begin to hand things away. Yeah, yeah. yeah so true. You know, a very, uh, I would say, real stumbling block I think a lot of folks run into is... Uh, this often involves us uh, being willing to let go of a preconceived notion of how our life was going to go. Because yeah. maybe it is of like, well, if I'm going to step into generosity, then that thing's not happening for me next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that thing in the next five years. Or I'm giving up that preferred future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if that becomes the impediment for sometimes uh, for some people. Well, I definitely think it plays in. Yeah. And for some of us, that voice is really loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I, I've told both of you guys this story uh, in my own life, just in its interaction with ministry. Uh, generally speaking, you don't get into ministry to make money. That's not uh, if you're if that's your goal. This is not the typically the direction you want to go in life. And uh, you know, I remember both. I have two older brothers. So I'm the the youngest of three. And uh, every time I would go home, both my older brothers have done really well, kind of in their uh, you know their life, and um, uh, both are just doing great. And, um, and when I started in ministry, I was making about $30,000 a year. 
and uh, we were just struggling to make it all happen. And every time I would go home, I would leave there thinking about the rich young ruler because this is the question I would be, or really the conversation I would be having with the Lord is, uh, God, I I think I ruined my life by going into ministry. <laughs> I, I think I've ruined it. And so I do think that is mm-hmm. a legitimate question for me. When going into ministry, uh, there was a sacrifice mm-hmm. and the giving up of a designer life that took probably a decade of being in ministry to fully let go of. Mm-hmm. It was just an ongoing uh, journey of surrendering uh, what I thought my life was going to look like mm-hmm. compared to what my life is actually looked like. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that, you know, that is such a hard moment. Uh, we probably all got moments yeah. of like working that out. But on the other side of it, it has been so wonderful for me. Mm-hmm. I looked at uh, Laura. We were just uh, talking about this the other night and we looked at each other and just said, can, can you believe our life mm-hmm. that God is letting mm-hmm. us yeah. do this? Yeah. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, and uh, but man, it did take a, a hot minute uh, for me to get my hands fully open around the designer life yes. uh, that I had seen for myself, so that I could, I could actually receive with joy the life that God had for me, yeah. and I would not, I I just wouldn't uh, take that back for yeah. anything now. Amen. So, yeah. You know, I think something you said earlier about idols. Our life is so filled with so many things yeah. that we're pursuing, and it could be yeah. any number of things. Yeah. All the kids' sports to your job to your fun times, your vacation. Yeah. I mean, on and on and on. And what happens, and there's something has to give. Yeah. You can't do it all. And what generally gives for most of us is our time with the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, I think the thing I've learned over the years, if I am not willing to get in front of the Lord, if I'm not willing to sit with the Lord and and be able to discern his voice in yeah. my life, it's going to be really hard yes. to open that hand. Yeah. Because I'm, That's right. I'm caught up in yeah. a thousand other things. Yeah. And the right. Lord takes that back seat. And, you know, I think it's our Christian life in general. We're talking generosity. But until we deepen greatly our relationship with the Lord, it is hard to do a lot of yeah. those things. It's I, so I true. It yeah. Well, you mentioned the parable of the, uh, the treasure in the field yeah. earlier. And that's such a good description of the exact thing you're saying. Yeah. It wasn't until he found the treasure in, a, in the field that he could with joy sell everything else yeah. in his life so that he could have the treasure. Yeah. And Jesus really is meant to be that treasure. And if Jesus isn't that treasure, then uh, nothing is going to flow out of our hands. We're not going to be able to sell anything in our life out of joy uh, to go get the treasure. No. You know. So you're, you're so right. It all really does start with and flow from, has Jesus become a treasure worth everything yeah. to me? Yeah. And uh, once he has... Yeah. then uh, we really do. It's a lot easier at that point to become a conduit yeah. for, for these things that God has entrusted to us rather than that cul-de-sac. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, I was struck, I was talking to uh, Jimmy uh, about this on Sunday, and uh, even just that I'd never thought about this, so this consideration of the parable of the rich young ruler. And I do think this is, this is it was weighty for me to consider this uh, as I was driving home on Sunday, was uh, even as the rich young ruler was walking away, literally, he's creating separation and space now from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the voice of the Lord is now getting more distant yeah. and more quiet in his life. Mm-hmm. So his disobedience has now led to the distancing and quieting of yeah. the voice of the Lord. Yeah. So, so much too of like wanting to hear the voice of the Lord, like, Lord, I do want to hear you speak. I want to be open-handed. Well, part of it is even just starting in the place where you know he's already called you to obedience. That's right. 
um, like instead of going like, well, no, no, not that area. Yeah. Like, uh, give me something else. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not budging. Yeah. Like I've told you this. Yeah. Um, so if you if you want to hear my voice, do what you already know yeah. is that first act of obedience. So true. Yeah. You know, we all have things that were just fine if the Lord asks us, mm-hmm. and then we have those set of things that were not okay. And you're right to say uh, we don't get to pick the uh, place or the exact issue that Jesus is going to ask us first mm-hmm. about, you know? And, and I think you're right to point out in that story how when we refuse Jesus in a particular issue, it's not just that Jesus goes on to other issues. He stays right there waiting for that issue to come back around in your life, you know? And uh, we probably all have stories of how the Lord's done that. Of like, Jesus, can we talk about anything else? And he's like, nope, we sure can't because I want to do this thing in your heart right now. So You know, ironically... Uh, the Lord wants us to move in faith. Yeah. And, you know, he, he says faith without action mm-hmm. really isn't faith. Yeah, James, yeah. And what we end up doing so often is moving in fear. I'm afraid if I don't hang on to this, my retirement's yeah. going to be terrible or I'm not going to be able to do this or mm-hmm. whatever that is. And ironically, fear is the exact opposite of faith. Yeah, it's anti-faith. Yeah. And then what that does, it puts a block between us and the Lord. Yeah. And I think it's so important to begin, however that looks like, the tiniest way, and I think what you've mentioned is, everybody yep. being involved. And I think yep. it really does require that that first yep. step into faith yep. mm-hmm. will lead to the second step in faith and the mm-hmm. third step in faith where the fear begins to dissipate and the faith begins to grow. So true. And it's yep. a, it is a lifelong pursuit. Yep. Yeah. You know, some people have asked me about, should you make a goal 100% of your people knowing that it's like people are just going to be in a variety of circumstances yep. and situations? And my general response back is, I think we should make that our goal because I think every single one of us in this moment can find what is that step of faith. It's going to look different for every one of us, but all of us can find what does that step of faith toward Jesus look like right now in your life. And I think to your point, it's like without taking this small step of faith right now or big one, whatever it is the Lord has in front of you, the the ones behind that are stalled now. Uh, they don't happen now because we've said no to this one. And so you're so right in that. Yeah. Whatever well, and, the thing is now. And you, I love the, the widow and the two mites. Mm-hmm. Who, what's, who's the one person the Lord picks out? That woman giving virtually nothing in everybody else's eyes yeah. is the most faithful person in this room. Yeah. yeah. And I, he looked at her and said, that is an example we should <laughs> yeah. all follow. Because That's she right. was giving out of the little she had. Yeah, it was sacrificial. That's that. yes. She trusted the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the reason I think 100 percent, 100 percent participation matters too, is this is. I mean, if you boil it down, this really is about dislodging. So, I mean, Jesus is he, he he's clear. No one can serve two masters, yeah. and Jesus won't take second place to anything. Mm-hmm. So, I think this really is a declaration of worship. It's a declaration yes, it of. Yeah of primacy, yeah, yeah, of like, Jesus, you're first. Mm-hmm. I, I know you won't take second. I know you won't take third. You yeah. won't be one on the shelf. Yeah. So this is a worship declaration of uh, money, you're not first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, comfort, you're not first. Yeah. Uh, my agenda, you're not first. Jesus, yeah. you get to be first. That's and right. if everyone in our church made that kind of worship declaration, I mean, that is, that's that's incredible yeah. for our souls, but also the kingdom of God. So much more than, as you were saying, Dave, a number that we're trying to yeah. arrive at. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a formation work yeah. that, uh, man, we could celebrate forever. Mm-hmm. I, I so. think you hit on something really good, too, and it goes to your sermon mm-hmm. Sunday. That rich young ruler was trying to serve two masters. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, he loved this. I'm going to do things that have the appearance of being solid in the kingdom, mm-hmm. and yet I'm not going to do that. So I'm trying to walk this line between the two of them. Yeah. And I think uh, he was called to 
to yeah. task on that. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's like when a different when you have two masters, you're going to find who the real mm-hmm. one is yep. when one of them asks you for everything. You know, and that was the moment. That was the moment. It's it's when you have an idol out there, you will only follow Jesus so far because there is going to be a moment where Jesus says, "I want all of you, the whole every bit of you. I want it all." And in that moment, if we have another master that's our actual master, uh, that's going to be the moment that just like the rich young ruler, we're going to walk away sad from Jesus. Yeah. In that day. Why don't we wrap up with this? Um, Dave, as I said a second ago, you're one of the most generous people I know. Um, I'd love for you to share uh, a story or two about how uh, practicing generosity has been a blessing to you. Um, yeah, stepping uh, it, into some of those moments where you really have lived out, it's more blessed to give yeah. than receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Yeah, there's actually quite a few of them, yeah. but I just look back over life, and I think so many times it did feel really hard stepping into moments. They were significant moments. Mm-hmm. And then watching God use that generosity to build something great. Uh, I've, I've worked with several groups around the world and watching people come to Christ over time and then being able to talk to those people that have come mm-hmm. to Christ over time. It's a pretty amazing thing, or seeing... Uh, a child adopted into a family, been involved in quite a few of those. And watching this mm-hmm. child now in a Christian family, mm-hmm. growing in a strong, value-oriented uh, family that loves the Lord. And short of that, they wouldn't have been there. Yeah. Uh, watching single moms that go through so many troubles, mm-hmm. being able to help those people. You know, it, all these little things I think are really exciting to watch. And then the big things are really exciting. As you watch them develop the church, what we're doing here at this church, and watching the impact that it will have over the next Mm-hmm. I don't know, 100 years? I, yep. I don't know yeah. what to expect. Uh, but I don't think that's crazy to say. Maybe 100 years, this church is still doing great things mm-hmm. here. So I think when we all get the mentality of, man, it is truly God's. I truly want to invest this in kingdom and then watch the things that yeah. come from that. Uh, you know, and things will be going on long after all of us are gone mm-hmm. in this room. I'm going to be the first. <laughs> uh, but the opportunity to stand in heaven one day and say, you know, I invested in that, and people are still coming to the Lord. People are still finding uh, a relationship with the Lord. And uh, it's just an incredibly joyful, truthful. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's easy. No. Yeah. I think there are hard moments. Yeah. I think you have to say what is important. But I can't think of a single moment in my 65 years that I'm not incredibly thankful for having done. Yeah. So, yeah. And isn't that going to be amazing, Dave? Uh, I just picture the moment 200 years from now. Uh, you're sitting in heaven with Jesus, and uh, Jesus points at another one that just got there. Yeah. And he's like, This was the fruit of yeah. how your investment back a couple hundred years ago yeah. is now still weaving its way into forever. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting. Amazing thing, it's incredibly it? exciting, I think. Yeah. And mm. I do think we have to get a sense of what eternity looks like. It's very yeah. hard to do that. Yes. But I think when you do begin to say the things we're able to impact today by using his things for his kingdom yeah. can alter lives, can alter direction, can impact communities, can impact cities and yeah. states and, you know, worldwide yeah. moments. They're, they're not something yeah. that are just smoke. They actually are occurring yeah. out there. You know, and Ron, I, I think one thing that's just important for everybody, every person that's listening today is to know that it's like these aren't just theoretical things that mm-hmm. you're talking about or I'm talking about or Dave's talking about. It's like, man, we're in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when I think about this moment for Laura and I, it's going to be our most sacrificial, biggest moment of generosity that we've ever had in our life. And it feels scary. Mm-hmm. It, fe- it feels all, all the things I feel in this moment. And... Um, 
But I, I really do believe yeah. that Jesus is right when he says it's more blessed to give than yeah. receive. I really do believe there's more on the other side of generosity than most of us could ever imagine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And I think there is something too about uh, you know, we all talk about it and you wanna finish well. Yeah. But part of also finishing well means to not get weary uh, yeah. before the finish line. Oh man. So and yeah. it can. I mean, I yeah. I totally get that even talking to some folks around our church of like that that temptation to, to become weary. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's just like, but we're not home yet. Mm -hmm. And there are people that yeah. still need to hear about Jesus and yeah. lives we can impact. And and it is but a mist. I mean, uh, a thousand years from now, these hundred years that we get or whatever, won't feel like but a mist. Yeah, so, that's so true. No, yeah, it's like so true. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking of an incredible moment for generosity, uh, we I'm really expecting we're gonna have a great collective one this Friday night. So for those that uh, have yeah. been getting before the Lord, which is once again, our encouragement to all of you, um, this is a, a good week even to continue to get before the Lord if you haven't done that or still mm -hmm. kind of doing that uh, and ask, what is a sacrificial generosity look like? And if you wanna join us, we would love to have you join us uh, this Friday night, 6.30 p.m. for our advanced commitment night. I think it'll be a very significant night for us, mm -hmm. a yep. very meaningful night very memorable night for our yeah. church family. This is one of those nights that for every member at Stonegate, you should totally be there. If you're a leader, if you if you want to be a part of that crew who wants to go first uh, in our church family, this night is for you. And I think in five years from now, looking back, uh, you know, on this year and this season of our church's life, it's going to be one of those don't miss nights that uh, if you'll if you'll be there on Friday night, I think you'll look at it in five years and, and you'll be, Dave, do you remember when we were oh, there yeah. and not doing that yeah, thing? Yeah. It's yeah. just one of those type of nights. It's really going to be yeah. amazing. So. Yeah. Those are great mm -hmm. moments. I, I mean, we have one like that with the, I, I think about the groundbreaking moment. Oh, yeah. Everyone's on, like yeah. all those moments out yeah. here. So, and I think this will be a lot like yeah. that. We have really so many moments that that's already occurred. Yeah. And, and I so. think they're going to be an ongoing yeah, that's right. situation. So yeah. this Friday is going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be this Friday. And then for the rest of you, uh, if any way we can serve you or help you think through these things, yeah. um, have conversations. We're here to serve you guys to, to be good uh, pastors and leaders uh, to, to anyone in our church. So... Uh, we are here in any way we can uh, pray for you to let us know, reach out. Yep. And uh, we love you guys. So we're thankful for where the Lord has our church. It's an exciting season. It it's is. amazing. It's a fun Very season, exciting. too. Yeah. There's so much uh, just yeah. I feel the spirit moving in significant ways around our mm -hmm. church right now. So we love you guys. Uh, we'll see you uh, this Sunday or Friday night and uh, catch you on the next episode.